Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Taking Care of Business. As promised last week, we've got a episode full of data with our very own data queen, Lynette, and myself. Uh, we'll be going through some highlights from the Dubai Land Department to give you an idea of the overall uh, property market in Dubai. We'll give some insights from Allsop and Allsop. Um, predominantly, the reason being, as we always say, our data is often a couple of months, to two to three months ahead of the land department, just because of the transfer process. We can tell you what's happening on the ground now. The land department will tell you what's transferring. So what's happening now will be played out in the land department in three months time. And then we're going to have a couple of updates on the new golden visa and visa schemes that were introduced at the start of the month. So diving straight into it, Lynette, what are we seeing from the land department? We're going to start with September and then go Q3. Yes. So in September from Dubai Land Department, we had a total of 8,627 transactions. This is 11% decline month on month when compared to August. Now, this is most likely due to the fact that many residents were traveling. Um, there was not much activity from local residents here during the summertime, which is why we started to see that little bit of decline in September. Yeah. Um, nothing that I would be worried about just because of how the market is completely vibrant at the moment yeah. and continues to be in many different sectors, which we'll go into. Um, if we split that into off-plan and secondary, it's pretty even. So 49% of the transactions in September were in off-plan, while 51% was in secondary. Just remind me on that. Have we seen a change in that? Because I feel like secondary used to play a, a bit more of a part. About 10% more. So it was yeah. like a 60-40. And this has been since the last year and a half. It's been about 70-30, 60-40 with secondary being the higher. Um, but what we're seeing the last few months is like evening off. So it's pretty much more or less like 50-50. So it's going to be very interesting. I mean, obviously during the pandemic, we didn't have any new launches. Now we are having in the last, I would say, from H1, maybe the last quarter of last year, we started to see new launches into the market. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how the off-plan market is going to fare compared yeah. to secondary, yeah, especially with all the incentives now that the developers are trying to bring forward to kind of combat the interest, the higher interest rates and the mortgage options that um, potential clients could have in the secondary market. Definitely. And just the fact that some of the stuff the developers are coming out with are stunning yeah, at the moment. Some of the are. properties, some of the actual communities they're building. And I always say it's like every every launch a developer makes, they're just learning from, yes. let's not call them mistakes, but learning from previous developments and, and just getting better and better all the time. So there's so many good options out there in the market. There are, there are. Now, one thing though that I, I have been um, kind of doing the research on is like the supply of new projects. So since, you know, during COVID, we didn't have any new project launches. Then we started to see them towards the end of Q4 last year and obviously H1 of this year, but we're not seeing a significant amount of project launches. So I, and maybe this is a conversation for another podcast, but I truly believe that we're going to have a shortage of uh, property and the demand is going to continue to rise. So I think that that's going to be interesting to see over the next uh, six months, I would say. Yeah. Six months to yeah. next year. And I would disagree with you. The, the amount of people, like, like we always say, and we've said on many podcasts, moving to Dubai and the amount yeah. of wealth coming into Dubai. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked at all. One thing that stood out for me here, um, in terms of a breakdown of, of what's been selling, 73% of the apartment was 
Uh, sorry, 73% of the market apartment. was apartment sales. Yeah, so what we're seeing is now, uh, so during the pandemic, we saw a shift to Villa townhouses because people wanted that open space, backyards, they wanted to move to the suburbs. Yeah. But the Villa townhouse sector became very expensive and at some point very affordable for a lot of the buyers. So they then kind of pivoted it back into the apartment sector. And that's what we have been seeing over the last three, four, five months is, so as you said, 73% was in apartments, 21% was in the Villa townhouse sector. Um, and uh, I believe that that will continue to uh, go on over, I would say, until next year. Um, number one, because it is still very affordable in the Villa townhouse market. The prices are very high, sellers aren't budging, and properties aren't moving. Yeah. Um, and also the shortage of new supply coming out into the Villa townhouse sector. Yeah, I'd agree. And even just looking at our own, um our buyer registrations predominantly they lean towards apartments as well so in terms of what you're saying for the next few months I'd, I'd agree yeah and if we look at from the overall so from dubai land apartment the top areas for transactions in apartments in september were business bay dubai hills estate arjan and jamira village circle um, and for villa townhouses it was the mac lagoons the valley um dubai south and mudon wow yeah so maybe what you're not expecting the, no, the top three exactly Exactly. So uh, for uh, rentals for Dubai Land Apartment for the month of September, um, so this is based on Ijari registered contracts, there were 55,344 total, which is a 7.91% increase month on month. So we are starting to see more of a steady increase month on month when it comes to apartment rentals. Um, the average rental price in September for an apartment was 117,000 dirhams and for a villa townhouse it was 181,000 dirhams and this is based on yearly contracts. Um, the top areas for rentals in September in overall Dubai were Jumeirah Village Circle, Discovery Gardens in the Al Farjan area, uh, Dubai Marina which includes JBR and Blue Waters, International City and Dubai Silicon Oasis and Business Bay. Wow, interesting. So, Jumeirah Village Circle at the moment. Number one. In, yeah. And performing well in the sales market as well. So, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the area to be. I mean, if, if you, I, I don't know if you frequent there, but I was there last few weeks a few times just visiting friends who live there and now there's options of things to do there there's different hotels there's oh, restaurants right. yeah um you know you have nice food and beverage options so um i was actually surprised i was like wow we're in jvc and we have all yeah. these options so and there's such a, a a wide um selection of different apartments and yeah. developers and quality build and features and amenities yeah and the location I'm looking this way because it's out yeah. the window. Uh, and the location's superb, right yeah. right close to, to a lot of like major road interchanges and everything else. So Yeah, and they have the new, uh, well, I don't know how new it is. It's, it's been a few months now, but the Circle Mall, which is very large. It's a three-story mall, um, and they pretty much have, have every single store you can imagine, including a Spinney's and a hypermarket. So it's, uh, it's like the place to be now, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so if you've not been to JVC, <laughs> get, get yourselves down there. Uh, okay, so to come on to the Allsop and Allsop uh, September date, just to give a, just to give a bit of a, a comparison. One thing that did catch my eye here was the average sales price. So in September uh, 2021, the average sales price was 2.962. Uh, September 2022, 2.838. Uh, so barely, obviously, a, a change of just over 100,000, but relatively, I think it's. Uh, 4%, so, so not a huge change, which might come as a surprise to some people, 
with uh, the way interest rates have been going and, and the predictions or the commentary that the average sale price might be coming down, it still might do. We're not we're not saying it is or it isn't, but so far it seems that that a, a level's been maintained, really. Yeah, it, it does in the sales market. Um, also, did you take a look at the rental, um, the average prices? Um, yes. So I found that very that interesting. Means no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I found that very interesting. So within the all sub data. Um, if you compare Q3 of last year to Q3 of this year, rental prices have increased by 32%. Yeah, it's huge. Um, and that's you know, looking at our data here at Allsup. Now, if you look at Q2 of this year versus Q3 of this year, it increased by 12%. So, I mean, that's that's pretty significant when you're looking at this. Do you know, it's significant, and I think this does drive the average sale price as well. And the reason I say that is, even anecdotally, the amount of people who I know just from social circles, through myself and my wife, who are in rented places, complaining about the rental increases, looking around what's going on in the world and thinking they just want to buy a property yeah. in Dubai. They want to get off the rental ladder, the uncertainty of if the landlord's going to give them a notice, if they're going to get an increase and they just prefer to, to settle down. So I think the, the increase in prices is then, then therefore pushing people into sales market, which might be keeping that demand going and that average average sale price high because yeah. the demand's in the market. Definitely agree. And I think, uh, well, actually, I, I know with the new visa schema that has come into effect, especially on the short-term visas, the three months, the six months, where basically you can come here for any reason. Yeah. You don't have to have a sponsor, don't have to have a, a travel company or a hotel sponsor, uh, uh, stay. So I think that the rental market obviously will continue to thrive and increase in pricing. Uh, including the short-term holiday home sector. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And then I'm looking at our buyer finance type, uh, basically cash and finance buyers. And this really ties in with the wider market, I would yeah. say in terms of what we're saying, the, the off-plan and the um, the secondary split at the moment. So 49% of our deals in September were through finance or mortgage buyers, and the rest are either cash, so 51% cash purchases or through a developer deal, which again speaks for the the strength of the off-plan developer market at the moment but also uh, i think backs up what we what we've been saying for a while about the amount of wealth that is moving to dubai from other areas of the world so used to be maybe we would have 65 70% finance buyers just yes. to give it a bit of context that's reduced to 49% with 51% essentially cash so Again, as we're talking about reasons why we feel positive of the market, this is where we're drawing some of the information from. And yeah, and if we look at the month-on-month change just for the also data, um, the percent change month-on-month in sales for apartments was 18%. For villa townhouses, it was 56%. Oh. Yeah, and that was for sales. Um, and our top areas were Dubai Marina, Jumeirah Golf Estates, Emirates Living, Green Community DIP, and Business Bay. For sales. Good. So a yeah. wide selection of yeah. a wide selection of communities there. Yes, yes. And of course our top nationality uh, still is British, continues to have been for I would say over Ever. a year yeah. now, yeah. <laughs> Forever. Um, Indian came in at number two and French at number three. Yeah, so quite consistent, I'd say British and Indian, and then at the moment it seems like the the French and the Russians are trying to outdo each other. Yeah, to, they're to they're, get to they're constantly place. changing faces yeah. every single month. Yeah, that is true. Perfect. So then let's, as we are at the end of the quarter, let's review the quarter as well. So DLD wise to start with, what have we seen from the, from the quarter from Q3 this year? 
So from Q3 from Dubai Land Apartments, so this is Dubai whole, uh, the sales volume transactions was 25,421, which is a 13% increase quarter on quarter. Um, to break that down, 69% were apartments and 24% were villa townhouses, so very similar to the yeah. numbers from September. Um, the value was 69.43 billion dirhams, which is a 17% change increase uh, quarter wow. on quarter. Um, when it comes to uh, rental data from the Ajari contracts, the residential rental volume was 118,226 transactions, which is a 1.55% increase quarter on quarter. So we're not seeing that much of a significant jump from last quarter, but I remember from the previous quarter, so from Q2 to Q1, there was a significant jump. 83% um, of the transactions in Q3 were for apartments and 10% were for villa townhouses. Wow, and that's just 10% of yeah, the market. Just, just 10% and that's from Dubai um, as a whole. Wow, so that's really interesting then for any owner who's looking to sell in a, a villa or townhouse community. Yeah. It's not maybe, there's not as much activity as, as, as we historically think. we believe, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Incredible. Um, okay, so then coming on to the ANA data, I guess, we did see a drop here in the average sale price compared to uh, Q3 2021. So Q3 2021 was 2.822 million, Q3 2022, 2.652 million, a drop of 6%. So again, I'd say nothing to be, nothing to be alarmed at, definitely, and, and no. no clear indication again of of the change in the interest rates really having an impact or having too much of a, an effect on the market so far. Um, finance, 57% of the deals for Q3. So it seems like Q3 started quite strong, if you'd put it that way, for, for finance deals and, and slowly, like month by month, the, the percentage of finance deals have dropped, which is again, a telling pattern for the market and what we're reporting and what the DLD are reporting in terms of Who's coming? Who's coming into the the market? Who's the amount of overseas investment and the amount of, of money coming into Dubai again? Not to labour on the point, but to come back to it. Um, talking about rentals, there's three deals from our data that, that caught my eye in Q3. Uh, just for the size of them, a three million dirham rental in Jumeirah Golf Estates, mm -hmm. a one and a half million dirham uh, rental in Dubai Hills Estate, and a seven hundred and fifty thousand dirham rental in Victory Heights. So. It's yeah. frightening, isn't it? Some it of is. this, some of the transactions that are, that are <laughs> exactly. happening. Exactly, <laughs> agree. And then if you look at the rental prices for Allsup and Allsup, um, there was a thirty-two percent increase um, year on year from Q three uh, twenty twenty one to to Q three twenty twenty two, and of course there was a twelve percent increase uh, quarter on quarter when it comes to rental prices. Um, so again, I find that very interesting, and how the rental market is going, how the yeah. sales market is going. Um, I mean, we're looking for the residential values to grow by another 29% um, this quarter, um, which is significant. Uh, and all the signs and signals are showing in that direction. Um, we're looking at um, the prices for prime residential real estate uh, to end the year at 60 to 80% higher than 2021. And you know, again, when we were which in 2021, yeah. if you would have thought a property yeah. would be worth 60 to 80% more than what it was back then, you probably would have thought twice about buying. Um, 
meaning to buy. Yeah. Um, and obviously what we're seeing um, in the overall market activity, and Paul, you, you can probably go better into the also uh, side of things, but from the overall Dubai market, we're obviously still seeing the high net worth individuals coming into Dubai to buy second properties, investment properties. Um, it's a very business friendly environment. Um, we have a lot of new visa schema options. There's been governed uh, government uh, new regulations, especially to the labor law. So a lot has happened over this last year to entice that foreign investment. Um, and lately, there's been the rumors that there's a lot of Bollywood um, investors coming yep. into into Dubai um, and buying property. So um, I think it's uh, you know it's been a very interesting last two years, and I, I don't think the excitement's going to stop. No, no huge amounts, and to to back that up. For anyone that didn't catch last week's podcast, they're talking about there's an exclusive enclave of, of 18 super mansions, I guess you'd call them, in Jumeirah Golf Estates. Last week, we'd, uh, they, they weren't in the wider market. We'd managed to sell three three of the properties bet priced between 35 and 48 million. Yeah. We've since done a couple more in the community then. So that's, in the space of 10 days, five super mansions that we yeah. ourselves have sold. So who knows what else has happened in the market. And also, uh, the guys on the, the Palm are having a good time at the moment with the, the Palm course. Villas. So there's a, a few sales going on there. So uh, 100%, there's, there's so much wealth coming in because these are, and we know from our data and that our clients, obviously we can't say too much about them, but whilst a couple of the clients have been resident in Dubai already, quite a few of them are, are coming from overseas. And like you said, whether it's the, the Bollywood superstars or, <laughs> or whoever else coming in, there's a lot of money coming up, flowing into, flowing yeah. into Dubai at the moment. Absolutely. And um, speaking of Palm Jumeirah, overall, I was looking at the, 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 the obviously I look at the data every day, but Palm Jumeirah has increased by 100% this year. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's been some huge incredible. sales going on there, incredible. though, hasn't there? Yeah. Some incredible villas being sold, yeah. Yeah. So I guess um, that leads us into the Golden Visa. Yeah, it certainly does. So if you follow Lynette on social media, if you don't, I'd advise you to if you're interested in the property market because there's so much good information that Lynette will share with you. But, uh, so the golden visa was rolled out at the start of the month. Lynette's been at the DLD almost on a daily basis to get to update. So I'll hand it over to you to give everyone to give everyone an update. Yes, so my update is based on the 10-year golden visa for property investment. So I'm not talking about any of the other 10-year golden visas, but just for property investment. So basically, in order to get this visa, you have to go to the Cube at the Dubai Land Department, which is located in Dera. This is the only place where you can apply for this 10-year golden visa based on property investment. Um, they're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 3.30. So all the information I'm gonna share with you, I have received directly from the Cube at Dubai Land, Land Department. Like Paul said, I've been there like every other day getting updates. And it's very interesting as to what is happening with this golden visa because they are being very proactive in implementing the various systems that need to be in place um, to take care of this new golden visa. So basically, what documents do you need? You need your original passport, you need your Emirates ID. If your title uh, deed has you and your spouse on it, you need your certified or attested marriage certificate, um, including attestation from MOFA, which is the very last step when you do the attestation. Um, you will need your mortgage bank statement showing your current outstanding balance, and it has to be certified from the bank. You will need an NOC from your bank for the mortgages. That is compulsory. You absolutely need that. Um, from what I have found, it's a bit of a process because uh, the banks don't quite 
understand or not not understand but it, it's a new process a new, for them yeah. <clears throat> it's a new process for them so i suggest um you ask to speak to the credit department of your bank because they're the ones who would take care of this um, you have to show proof of health insurance and i suggest that you have physical copies of everything including your title deed um, because it gets very cumbersome when you're there there's obviously a very long a queue of people every single time i went um, so I suggest you have uh, copies of everything. Now, how are you eligible for a 10-year golden visa? You basically need to prove that you have invested 2 million dirhams or more in cash into the property Dubai market. It could be in one property or it can be across multiple properties. So if you bought a property for 2 million dirhams cash, uh, the purchase price is on your title deed for two million. You're eligible. If you bought it across two, three, four, five properties, as long as your cash injection was two million dirhams or more, regardless if there's a mortgage on the property or not, you are eligible. Now, uh, when it comes to husband and wife, if both are on the title deed, so spouses, and this only apply, uh, applies to spouses. The property is considered 100%. So they don't take just a share of that person because as you know, as a husband and wife, you each have shares on your title deed. They take 100% of the property and they apply that to the 2 million dirhams or more in cash investment. Um, if your properties are under your company's name, regardless if you are 100% shareholder in the company or you and your spouse are 100% shareholders, they do not apply. Um, they do not count towards a golden visa. They have to be either in your name or your and your spouse's name. When it comes to off-plan, so off-plan is still not in the system as of yesterday. So if you're counting on your off-plan properties to apply for the 10-year golden visa, it's still not available. However, when it does become available, this is what they're gonna be looking at. So same rules apply to uh, off-plan as they do to secondary. So you, sh you need to show a cash investment of 2 million dirhams or more within off-plan, and they can be combined with secondary or ready properties as well. 50% of the payment must have been made to the developer for any off-plan property that you're choosing to use. And the project needs to be an active ongoing project. It cannot be a canceled project, an on hold project. It has to be active and ongoing project. Um, and this is uh, one of the things that they're working on is getting the list of all the developers and the projects that fall into this criteria, which is what they're doing now to update the system for. Um, another question that I received a lot about, or another thing that I learned actually uh, at the land department yesterday, which is very, very important, is that the properties that you use to show your two million dirhams or more of cash investment, meaning the proper the title deeds that you're using for your golden visa, they are linked to your visa. Therefore, they will be blocked at the Dubai Land Department for two years. So what does that mean? That basically means you cannot sell, transfer, or gift these properties for two years. If for whatever reason, after you receive your golden visa and you need to do something with these properties, sell, transfer, gift, you will have to cancel your golden visa before being able to do anything because they will be blocked at DLD. So when you go to the registration trustee to do any kind of transfer, they will stop you there. Now, if you do decide to reapply for your golden visa, you will have to substitute the property that you sold, transfer, or gifted with another property to prove the 2 million dirhams or more cash investment into the Dubai property market. Um, that does sound harsh, but I do get that point because I guess what they're trying to do is look to avoid people putting money into the market, getting a golden visa, then selling straight exactly. away and just, just being left with the, 
the golden visa. Exactly, exactly. What I'd say overall to everyone is there's obviously quite a lot of, lot of detail there. Lynette's done a, sec a separate video that we will share as well. But the overriding message is if you have any questions whatsoever, just get in touch with us. Like I say, there's a lot to take in. It is an ever evolving and developing landscape. Lynette's the perfect person to talk to. That's, as we've said a couple of times, she's there nearly every day and she knows she's got so many good contacts down at the land department. So just get in touch. Likewise, um, on the data, the reason I, I love these data podcasts is it helps to build a pitch and a trend of the market. Again, I'm conscious there is a lot that we talk about. So if anyone's got any questions, wants any clarities, wants anything else for us to talk about in future, just let us know. And again, just get in touch with, with any comments or any queries or anything at all that you need. Um, that's it, I think, yeah. for this episode. Thank you to Lynette. Thank you all for watching. As always, please like, sub like, subscribe, and leave any comments. Thank you, guys. See you all next week. Thank you.